Good morning, everybody. Get your Bibles ready, get your notebooks and your pens, and we're going to dive into the Word of God. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we invite you in right now. Would you open the words of the Lord to us? Lord, as we study your Word, would the Word go into our hearts and grow? Mm. Holy Spirit, we want to encounter you this morning. We want to encounter the presence of Jesus. We thank you that you open our eyes to see and our ears to hear. Mm. We ask in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. 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 <laughs> you know, Wayne, I was thinking back, you know, about 31 years ago. 31 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> when we just sort of met and we were dating and then mm. um, things started to get a little more serious. Do you remember? What are you going to tell them? <laughs> and then your mom, your mom called me aside one day and she says, come over here, Claire. Come and have a look at these pictures. And they were your baby pictures. Oh, you're not going to show them, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not going to show them. And then there was these pictures of when you were in school plays and they dressed you like a thermometer. <laughs> and then there was another occasion when she, he was a teenager. No, don't go there. <laughs> and he had these bright, Lies. <laughs> bright yellow pants. No, no. <laughs> red shirt. Like a, this black stringy tie, and to top it all, he had an Afro permed hairstyle. <laughs> These were, I think, your BC days, before Claire days. Yes, before I, Claire. I, I didn't know these days. And by the way, she fell in love with all of this. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite funny, but obviously you can see from Wayne, he's quite embarrassed. And yet, I have seen this in my own kids. I've seen how. Um, they've met wonderful young ladies and um, their clothes have changed, what uh, they spend their money on. Oh, totally, isn't it? <laughs> their personal hygiene, everything has changed. They're hardly recognisable. I think it's the before wife days and the after death of the single man. <laughs> yeah, B-C-A-D. B-C-A-D. Mm. And you know what, when we all have a B-C life, Every yeah. one of us, we get an PC life and an AD life. And some of us, it might not be our dress code or how we look or mm. spend our money, but can even be our thoughts. Yeah. Some of us wouldn't want our BC thoughts. The exposed. Bible is full <laughs> of stories about people that had a BC yeah. uh, before Christ, a life. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking just of Peter, he was a fisherman. Yeah. I'm thinking of Luke, he was a doctor. Matthew, he was a tax collector. And Saul, you know, he was like a Pharisee of Pharisees. Mm-hmm. Um, and even last week we saw that woman uh, at the well. She had a life prior to she Jesus. She definitely did. Five husbands. Yeah, it was, bad stuff was happening there. But they all encountered Jesus. Mm-hmm. And after Jesus, AD, their lives were transformed. Totally different. Clear that woman that we spoke about last week, you know, when she, um, Jesus was in hot pursuit of her, mm-hmm. he actually changed direction course. He went di- deliberately to pursue a relationship, an unacceptable relationship, That's in right. fact, yeah. with her. And, and we saw that um, she was in a barren, dry place. And Jesus said, come and drink of my water. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you living water. She encountered Jesus. Her past was behind her. And she went into the future, the AD. And these words that Jesus said, he answered to her and said, whoever drinks mm-hmm. of this water will never thirst again. And we saw that whoever is such a broad term, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That includes you and me. We can come to Jesus. And that is not looking at the BC life. No. He's offering 
a much more glorious life. Uh, an AD life, isn't it? Yes. Going forward. And, but it also says there, whoever drinks, it's narrow. It's, mm-hmm. You see, Claire, we can just say, yes, yes, yes. But we actually have to drink. Mm-hmm. We actually have to follow. We actually have to do something. There's an action on our part yeah. as well. But you know what really blessed me about last week is Jesus showed no prejudice. No, he didn't. He wasn't judging. He was here to yeah. save. He wasn't there to condemn her. He wanted to go through all the barriers, didn't he, and reach her beyond any shadow of doubt. He wanted to go and have an unusual unacceptable relationship right. pass through yeah. that barrier so he could meet with her and that's available to every one of us every single and one it of reminds us. me of another guy in the bible that we want to have a chat about today and that's Saul mm-hmm. later mm-hmm. became known as Paul the apostle wasn't it mm-hmm. Paul had a horrendous PC life oh he did yeah in his own estimation he, he thought quite full of himself didn't he was he? very pious oh, he goodness. thought he was just the bees and ease didn't he he was he was amazing he was a very learned guy he will. He, he writes about his reputation. Well, he studied under Gamaliel, um, the, the big Bible teacher of those mm. days. He was a Roman citizen, changed in the best Jewish literature, mm. um, trained to become possibly even a high priest one yeah. day. You know, so he was definitely full of himself and his religious piousness. But he was also a persecutor of the Christians. Yeah. And there's story in the Bible how he stoned Stephen, had Stephen mm. stoned, mm. and. Um, how he just was after every Christian and wanted to have them murdered. Shall we yeah. read those scriptures of yeah, well, just what a, his life was like? Yeah, Paul himself actually says what he was like. Mm. Have a look at this one in Philippians 3, verse 4 to 6. Though I could have confidence in my own effort, if anyone could, indeed, if others have reason for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I am a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew. If there ever was one, I am the member of the Pharisees who demanded the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without a fault. Saul is actually telling us about his prior life there. So pompous, he was full of himself. And he goes on again in Galatians 1, and he just mentions a couple more things. Let's read that. So in Galatians 1, 13 to 14, it says, For you've heard of my former conduct of Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried mm. to destroy it. He was bent on destroying the Christians. Was, he? he says, I've advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my father's. Wow, so Saul is really confessing here how militant he was. Mm. He, he was pious, he believed he was doing God's work, he but did. he was persecuting the church, wasn't he? He was stubborn, he was like an ox. He was really like fighting against what God's plans and purposes were. He was, he was resisting Jesus' uh, calling into mm. his life. And you know, you can read in the Bible that when he had the encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus, he said to, to Saul, says, why are you kicking against the goads? The and goads. that's goads, yes. And you have that's a look a at what that means. He, he was stubborn, mm. but they use this word goading when you are plowing a field in the old days. They used to have oxen and they put them behind the plow. And sometimes those oxen were stubborn like Saul was being. And they would have this very long stick, wooden stick, and on the end was a metal point 
and if the oxen was going in a wrong direction, they would poke it. And then the oxen would come in line and they would plow straight. And if they resisted, mm, then it was painful. And this is what was happening to Paul, wasn't it? Jesus was trying to push him in, in a direction of saying, you know what, I mm. am real. He saw that that happen when Stephen was being stoned. So this is like, almost like conviction, isn't it, of the Holy Spirit? They're being prodded, prodded. and pricked. Yes. Your conscience is bugging you and something's not right inside. Mm. And I think Saul was experiencing that at, even at this time. Because we noticed then after that when he, he saw Stephen and here Stephen is uh, being stoned, the people have come and put their coats down and their garments down uh, at Saul's feet when they went to stone Stephen. So he was giving his approval yeah. and he, he must to have been prodded by this and then we see he even chases the church even harder he does after that stoning he says he goes to the chief priest and asks for a letter doesn't mm. he say i want to go to damascus and i am going to get every christian and take uh, them back as prisoners and bring them back to jerusalem something so interesting there claire could it be that when uh, some of our family and friends and they become so militant against mm. us and fighting that it could be that the Holy Spirit is prodding them. Mm. And we should actually get encouraged in saying, Holy Spirit, what are you doing in their mm. life? Is there goading taking place here? Are they starting to realize and they're fighting against it initially, but there's a divine purpose. Well, he there's was a divine plan. He was having involving. a witness experience with Stephen because Stephen had an experience with Jesus mm. standing up in well, he heaven. he saw Jesus, not so. Yes, yeah. and he also saw the forgiveness of yeah. Stephen to say, oh, don't charge this well, against them. All the persecuted Christians that he was persecuting, he'd, he'd throw them into arenas and they'd be ripped off shreds, but they weren't reacting like normal people. No. All of this was a witness to Saul. Mm. Like, These but people it, are different. It was driving Saul even more to, was, go to, eradicate to them. kill them. But like the, the mm. lady at the well last week, I think this was this void on the inside of him. Yeah. He was thirsty for the very thing that he was shunning. He was thirsty actually for Jesus. And he was uh, trying to fill the void by being famous and being by being right mm. in what he was doing. Mm. Mm. Come on, let's read that where the goading was. It was in Acts 26, verse 14 and 15. Just read it for us there, Claire. So it says, And when Saul had fallen to the ground, he heard a voice speaking. And it was saying in a Hebrew language, Saul, Saul. Why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So I said, who are you, Lord? And in Acts 9, it says, what do you want me to do? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. There we see that goading. And this is now actually where we're getting into where uh, Paul is starting to have that crossroads mm -hmm. experience on the road to Damascus. Mm -hmm. And he's going to change from BC <laughs> to AD. Yes. And here the, Jesus himself is talking about the goading yes. and about the prodding mm -hmm. and how he's been fighting. And actually on the road to Damascus, he was infuriated. Yes. He was going to go and obliterate these Christians. Fearing, Why are they not res resisting me? Why don't they just comply? Why don't they just do it my way? Mm -hmm. You know, let, let's kind of have a look at that story. And instead of us, Claire and I, telling you the story, why don't you watch this video clip of Saul's conversion? A great clip there of the conversion of Saul from Saul to Paul. And we saw how he got wonderfully saved. He got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. He got baptized in water. And the next thing he does, he's got a purpose. He starts mm -hmm. to chase down that purpose. And we see him preaching to mm -hmm. people. And in fact, the Bible says immediately, Mm -hmm. He started preaching and sharing the good news about Jesus, the conversion between B.C. Mm -hmm. and A.D. 
Cliff. What was that purpose all about? Yeah, he, so he had the vision, but he didn't just, oh, I, I heard some words from Jesus. He was obedient to his purpose. Mm. And in Acts 26, it tells you what actually his purpose is. And I'm going to read that for you. He, he asked the question first, what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. And then Jesus actually answers him and said, but rise, stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness, both of the things of which you have seen and of the things which I will yet reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as the Gentiles to whom I now send you. He was being sent mm. to the Gentiles to preach, to witness. Yeah. Saul actually gave up his Hebrew name, Saul, and he took on the, the Greek name Paul, Paul. didn't he? Yeah. In, and it's, it's like he, he didn't just surrender to Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's okay, okay, I'm going to stop fighting against the gods. Okay, you yeah. won, you won. Leave me alone now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I acknowledge you are Jesus. No. no, it was one step further. He surrendered, but then he was obedient in the surrender as well. He said, okay, I'm going to tra- carry on and I'm going to do the purpose right. that you have given me. And he took this new approach and he said, you know what, I was the most famous now I'm the least yeah. of all. And he's, he said that he was graced by God. Mm. He, he was so amazing. He was persecuting and murdering Christians like that. Then comes out and, and writes the Corinthian chapter on love. It wasn't just one chapter. Claire. No, it wasn't. He wrote Romans, Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Thessalonians, First uh, and Second Timothy, Titus, Philemon. Mm. Uh, this is the guy who had a BC life here and he now gets... Trans- yeah. amazingly transformed into a new AD life and he's a faith walking, oh. a hope healer, grace seeking, demon slayer, he's a, a chain breaking. He's spirit filled, he's faith walker, he's wow. tongue talker, yes. he's a radical follower of Jesus and you know what he discovered when he discovered hope for his life, he That's discovered right. resurrection life for he his did. own life, wholeness, mm. he discovered Jesus and That's the Holy right. Spirit and he discovered mm. a new life of love, he discovered an AD life. He did, and what was amazing, he attributes all of that clear to the grace mm. of God. The mercy of God that didn't give him what he did deserve, yeah. but the grace of God that said, I know your BC life, yeah. and even though I know that, I'm still pursuing this relationship mm. with you, and I want to give you a purpose. Mm. Isn't that grace? It's amazing. It, you, it just links up with that lady at the well last week that we spoke about. Yes, she had a mm. life that was just you didn't want to know about. And Jesus was wanting to say, no, you have a purpose. Mm. And her purpose was to tell her village all about Jesus, wasn't it? Yes, but Claire, that's great. Good for the woman. Good for Saul and Paul. What about you and me? Oh, what about what you a, and me? You know, just this applies to us too. You guys, I had, you know, my now BC life, my, my permed hair and everything. Uh, by the way, Claire also had a BC life. Can <laughs> I tell you a little bit about your life? Yeah, we all had BC lives. But thank God for that intersection. Thank God for that mm. experience where there was a surrender from the prodding on the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And we said, okay, I'm now going to follow after you. And it's in obedience that we actually can go into the plans and the purposes that God has for mm. us. Do you know, Wayne, that every saint has a past Mm. and every sinner has a future 
well clear. Yes, every saint has a past. Every saint has a BC life. Get over it. Leave it behind you. Stop. I'm not just a sinner saved by grace. Think of that. We are got a future. We've got an 80. We've got a plan, a purpose that God's designed for us. Isn't that fantastic? It reminds me of a story, Wayne, I heard about um, a guy, you probably will know him, is Alfred Noble. Quite a while back, mm. 1888, in fact, yeah. um, he he was sitting in his living room and he opened up a newspaper, a French newspaper, and in there he read an obituary. His brother had actually died, Ludwig. But when they wrote the obituary, they wrote it with Alfred's name in. No way. And they wrote his obituary. So, they, so everyone thinks he's died? He was reading his own oh, obituary. Man. And unfortunately, it wasn't a very nice one. He had invented dynamite and he was despised for that, condemned, in fact. They wrote this about him. They said, the merchant of death is dead. And they went on to say, Dr. Alfred Noble, who became rich, finding ways to kill more people faster than ever, died yesterday. How horrendous he felt. That's he, said, he looked at this and he was really... Mm. You want to talk about prick to the mm-hmm. heart or goaded? He said, I want to write wow. something new about my life. I want to write a new legacy. And he had this approach to life. He said, you know what? If, if I'm not dead yet, I can change my life. Mm-hmm. You as well. If you're not dead yet, we still have an opportunity mm-hmm. to change. And he created what he left most of his wealth in, in a trust and continues to be funded as the Nobel Peace Prize. Wow. And these are uh, these are funds that are given to people who make the most greatest contribution to our lives in terms of physics, science, medicine, and um, peace. And you know, this is one of the things that he said, and he left us with, Wayne, is every man ought to have the chance to correct his obituary in midstream and write a new one. That is so true. We all have an opportunity to Mm -hmm. stop in the tracks that we're going, turn around, forget what's behind Mm -hmm. the BC and follow on after God's plans and purpose and make a difference in this world. God is in pursuit of us. And we do sense that prodding sometimes. Mm -hmm. Saul was knocked off his high horse. Maybe some of us have been knocked off our Mm. horses. Maybe these situations in our lives that is a bit of a wake-up call. We might have found somebody's keep trying to share Jesus with you and Mm. just getting pricked and praying. You're just resentful about it. But I think every one of us, we come to this Damascus road. It's a crossroad, isn't Mm. it? Where you make a decision. And as long as we're alive, we still have the opportunity to make that choice. Wayne. Yeah, we do. do we want to leave that that old life behind and mm. go for the new? Yeah. You know, we've been talking about, and most probably the most obvious illustration is getting saved and giving your heart to Jesus. And, and that was your BC mm-hmm. when you served your own ways and now going AD, serving God's ways. But, you know, I'm, I'm challenged as well, even as a Christian, even as... A person who's been saved many, many years, and I know Jesus well, sometimes I also can feel the prodding of the Holy Spirit. And he's just saying, Wayne, uh, there's some things there that I want you to start to leave behind Mm -hmm. and go on. I want you to give them over to me, and I want you to fulfill my plans and purposes. Mm -hmm. And I've got a challenge for us. Are we prepared to do that? Are we at an intersection, at a crossroads? 
in, in, it could be your career, it could be in relationships, yeah. it could be just in your walk with God that he's saying, come on, I want you to go the next step. And I love what uh, Saul or Paul actually said when, when he had that encounter. He actually said, what do you want me to do, Lord? Yeah, because it's it? much more, isn't it, than just life more glorious. We saw with the woman, she started her life, but there's a God has a special plan and purpose for us. And so when Saul looked up to Jesus and says, what do you want me mm. to do? This was the important point. This is the surrender point. This is the place where you're now saying, I don't just want to know about you. I mm. want to live for you and my life have purpose. Yeah. We, you are right. Everyone has that opportunity to choose a new obituary. The road to, to Damascus was his crossing mm-hmm. roads. Make today that decision where yeah. something is going to change. Yeah. Will we purposely pursue his plans mm-hmm. and his purposes? Claire, it requires a surrender. Yeah. And it's not just like giving up. It's okay, okay, okay. Stop okay. telling me about Jesus. Stop preaching. Wayne. If you just shut up, I promise you I'll mm-hmm. change. It's not that kind of surrender. It's more. It, it's got to result in an action. Mm-hmm. You see, the surrender is broad. Mm-hmm. But we're asking you for the narrow road. Are you prepared to actually do something about it? Yeah. Are we actually just prepared to say, Holy Spirit, yes. You see, Paul now, uh, Saul now called Paul. He, when the scales fell off his eyes, Claire, yeah. they weren't just, I don't believe, no, just physical. It was much more, I think. There was I something, think so too. It wasn't mm. just physical. It was a spiritual change that happened in a realization of his true purpose. Yeah. And after he was baptized and um, filled with the Spirit, it, it says he went and carried on preaching. Mm. And he, he didn't change direction. No. He carried on to Damascus. And in Acts 9, 22, it says, But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus, proving that Jesus is the Christ. Do you know what happened to him, Wayne? He didn't go around killing the church anymore. He went Building, building the churches. Church. That's right. He he didn't kill the word of God anymore. He started writing the word of God. He didn't break down and murder people anymore. He mm. built people up. That's right. He found his purpose. That's right. We need to stop kicking against those goads mm. and we need to follow that purpose. Claire, can I just read one last verse for you? Mm. In fact, you can read it. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis 1, 27 to 29 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. This was purpose. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food, supply, provision, increase. In the very beginning, Mm. God created us, and he gave us a plan. He gave us a purpose. He had a destiny for us, and he equipped us with gifts 
and skills. Um, some people are just the most caring, loving people, mm. and you'll often find them. They, they, in the in the secular world, they they'll be nurses and doctors and people that carers and who love on other people. Mm. And then you'll get some people that are just entrepreneurs and they they love to create things and they inventive. And so mm. God put those gifts inside of us. Mm. Those were His plans and purposes. And the Bible says there He gave us seed. He gave us the equipment. He gave us the skill sets mm. to accomplish His plans and purposes. Mm. But it all went a bit wrong, didn't it? It did. You in see, the beginning. <laughs> Adam and Eve sold out to the devil mm. and, and they committed high treason. Mm. And instead of listening to and doing it the way that God wanted it to be done, they did it their own way. Mm. And they decided they knew better. That sounds a bit like Saul, didn't it? it yeah. He was gifted, he was blessed, but he just is oh, on the wrong track. Correct. Now, when we do that, we, when Adam and Eve gave over to the devil, by default, they started to serve the devil's mm. plans and purposes, even though some of the gift sets inside of them were God created and given, but the end product that they were serving was actually the devil's plans and purposes. Mm. And so many people have gone off the rail. Good people have gone off the rail because they haven't made Jesus or they, they're not serving God like... Mm. They haven't they, said, Axel, what do you want me to do with right. what you've given me? <laughs> but it doesn't end there. The story doesn't end there. I want to read a verse to you in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse mm. 10. Just listen to these words. But didn't Paul write this, Wayne? Actually, you're right. He did. <laughs> this is the same guy that had a BC life and is now in his AD. Yes. He's writing these very words. So this mm. is personal to yes. Paul. Okay. <laughs> he writes these words. We have become God's poetry or masterpiece. A recreated people. You see, because mm. Adam messed it up. Okay, so God is recreating us, but he didn't just recreate us. He says he recreated us in Christ to, that we may fulfill the destiny, the plan, the purpose. Okay? God has recreated us to fulfill the plans that he has okay. in him. Listen to these words. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one, even before we were born. God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we should do to fulfill it. God has equipped us. He's planned it for us. He says, mm. now, guys, you've got an old BC. You take those skills that you used to have, and we're going to use them in the new. You know, Peter was a fisherman, and mm. Jesus said, I'm going to make you a fisherman of mm. men. Saul was a very learned man. Was. He, he was a theologian in the Jewish uh, religion, wasn't and he? And now, because all that learning he, that he had, mm. he now used and wrote most probably half the New Testament. <laughs> God uses what we have, but we have to surrender them to him. Mm. He's a plan and a purpose. Well, we come to him and say, Lord, okay, I, I, I'm going to give up the kicking and fighting. Mm. I, I'm going to do it your way. I surrender. But more than that, I'm not going to be obedient. I'm going to use my gifts. I'm going to use my abilities. I'm going to use whatever. I'm going to use the Holy Spirit that you put inside me. Mm. to fulfill your plans and destiny that yes. you have for my life. I want to give myself wholly, totally to you. Yeah. And it's a life more glorious. It is a life more you glorious, think, yes. If we go back to the goading, Wayne, when he says you resist the goading, the prick is painful. Mm. It's hard on you. It's hard on the ox's bump. <laughs> and sometimes it's more painful to be resistant yeah. than to surrender in obedience because you know actually what God is calling you to do and mm. to get on and do what he's called you to do. And we're going to pray mm. and we're going to ask the Lord to help us with this and help us with our surrender and our obedience to his calling. Thank you, Lord. There may be people listening today and Jesus has been calling you 
and prodding you and you have been resistant to that. And so Lord, today is today's day of surrender. The day to say, yes, my life might be a mess. My life might be going in the wrong direction. I'm going totally wrong, but no one listening in today is beyond the most glorious life of purpose that Jesus is calling to. So Lord, we're coming and we're offering our life and we're saying we want that life. And today we hear your voice, Jesus, and we're saying, what do you want me to do, Lord? I pray that you'd speak to every person that's listening. And as they hear that, that you would speak to them, Lord, and say to them, what is their call? What is their purpose? What are you calling them to do? Mm. Thank you, Lord, for answering their call. Yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus. We agree. Amen. Amen. Amen.